out. So, had an episode planned, scheduled for the last uh, few weeks. Was supposed to do a Dragon Ball vintage toy review uh, with my friend SS Goshen 4. Uh, she is a uh, collector on YouTube, a Dragon Ball vintage collector. Specifically, if you're not familiar with her, go check her out. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. Um, she's got like one of the most ridiculous collections you've ever seen. Uh, I was supposed to sit down with her on Sunday night and do a live stream. Um, unfortunately, uh, she had to unexpectedly reschedule. So, um, working on getting that done with her, but that left me without an episode for the week. So I thought about maybe doing something about Spider-Man because there's been a lot of Spider-Man news in terms of like the MCU and how the Sony verse is going to tie in and this whole arc that's going to work out. That's going to, you know, start in WandaVision, go to Spider-Man three and eventually work its way into Dr. Strange two, I believe is the order of, of that, uh, sequence of events. But, uh, then today the, the manga scans or the manga draft panels, uh, were leaked. So, I kind of wanted to give me I kind of wanted to give you my reaction to those as well. So, uh here's what I think I'll do. It's going to be a real quick episode. Um I couldn't sucker any of my stupid friends into coming over to talk to me because they are stupid and not very good friends. So, all my friends, checkmate. Um Here's what I'll do. I think I'm going to talk about the Spider-Man stuff first, all right? So that way if if you want to be um, unspoiled for the Dragon Ball manga chapter that should be coming out, I believe, on Sunday, uh, the 18th. Is that the right day? That sounds like the right day. I'm going with it. I think it's Sunday the 18th it'll be coming out. If you want to be unspoiled for that, um, you can listen to me talk about Spider-Man. If you like Spider-Man, that is. If you don't like Spider-Man, well, I don't know, dude. Maybe listen anyway. Or uh, maybe you want the Dragon Ball spoilers, uh, but you don't want to listen to Spider-Man. That's not very cool of you either, but I understand, I suppose. Why don't you go toward the end of the episode? Um, I imagine it will take me less than 10 minutes. So, yeah, why don't you score to like that uh, less than 10 minutes to the end of the episode, Mark? Make sense? Word. Um, let's do this. All right, so Spider-Man news has been big. If you don't know, I love fucking Spider-Man. That sounded weird. I fucking love, that's the better way to say it, Spider-Man. Spider-Man was my favorite, probably superhero growing up, Spider-Man and the X-Men concurrently. Like, I watched those uh, cartoons religiously on Fox growing up, and uh, growing up the son of a massive comic book nerd, I had, you know, no shortage of access to additional uh, Spider-Man and X-Men stuff. So, got to explore those things quite deeply when I was a child. Uh, while I also was developing my love of Dragon Ball, I've talked about Spider-Man several times. I've actually got a Spider-Man, uh, you know, if you've never watched the Japanese Spider-Man show from 1978, it's a, it's a, it's a fun time. Um, it's basically Spider-Man if he was a Power Ranger and he was the only Power Ranger. So if you like that, it's called Spider-Man Sundays. I think we did the first five or six episodes. I have to get back to it. I've taken a break because... They are very tough to do, but there is a a lot of scripting and a lot of, um, what's the word? Post-production? That's probably the words. Um, 
it's it's a lot of effort. So I've kind of taken a break on those. But there's a link in the show notes if you want to go check those out. Um, they're funny at least, and uh, most of the Super Dope crew has done an episode or two. So long and the short is I fucking love Spider Man. Um, news came out this week that Benedict Cumberbatch, I believe is how you say his name properly. I, I always confuse it. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch will be in Spider-Man 3. Okay, pretty big news, right? Um, here's the thing. They also announced, what, a week or two ago that Jamie Foxx's Electro will be in Spider-Man 3 as well. So Jamie Foxx played Electro in the Andrew Garfield, Sony, uh, Spidey universe. So the fact that they've cast... Jamie Foxx to do this uh, this Electro role in the Tom Holland Spider-Man 3 movie. It's a little strange, but then you bring in the character of Doctor Strange, knowing eventually this movie will lead into something called the Multiverse of Madness. Maybe we're connecting the dots a little bit. Perhaps the Electro from Andrew Garfield's universe has somehow left over into the MCU or vice versa. Maybe there, there's some kind of opening between the two universes. And Doctor Strange is like the conduit to that or whatever. Um, so the process or the order of events here, and this is like, I guess, how I think these three things will, will line up. It's going to be WandaVision, the television show on Disney Plus, is going to start in December of this year. So December 2020. Spider-Man 3 is currently slated for December 17th, 2021. So about a year after WandaVision. And Doctor Strange 2 is slated for March 25th, 2022. So, one, WandaVision, two, Spider-Man 3, and then the third movie in this, well, movie, WandaVision's television series, but for all intents and purposes, you know, look at it as a a part of this trilogy here. WandaVision's part one, Spider-Man 3's part two, and Doctor Strange 2 is part three. Jesus, that was a confusing sentence, right? So we know that WandaVision is going to have this weird, you know, um, multiple sitcom vibe to it because Wanda's going through these multiple realities trying to shelter herself uh, from the reality that was everything post-Endgame. And she, you know, we're we're probably led to believe she's going to rip open or break down some certain walls of reality, space, and time. And maybe that's sort of like the, um, what's the word? Um, the starting point or inflection, inflection, that's not the right word. Maybe it's just the starting point for this whole multiverse, uh, for this multiverse saga. So with Spider-Man being, and and I'm not exactly, I should have, I should have looked to see what's going to come out between WandaVision and Spider-Man 3. I don't know specifically what's going to come out. I do believe the Loki series will come out before Spider-Man 3. If that's the case, I'd be curious to see if that does play into it at all. But WandaVision's part one, then we get to Spider-Man part three, which will be part two, <laughs> Jesus, of this multiverse saga. So what is Spider-Man three going to be about? Well, we know that picking up off of Spider-Man two, we got to deal with the fact that he just seemingly very publicly murdered somebody and uh, he's going to have to uh, stand trial in some uh, fashion, I guess. Um, we also now know that Benedict Cumberpatch will be involved. Cumberbatch? Cumberpatch? Fuck. 
such a stupid name. Doctor Strange will be involved. He'll be in that movie. And we also know that Jamie Foxx's Electro will be in there. So having uh, Wanda already sort of uh, started to whatever, um, you know, break down the walls of space and time in this multi-universal kind of fashion where, where multiple Spider-Men could potentially, you know, meet up or whatever. We imagine it's already started in WandaVision. I imagine Doctor Strange will have to be, you know, make it a cameo toward the end of that series to help kind of wrap it up a little bit and say, all right, the consequences of this series have now led us into this next part, which, you know, maybe will be Electro from the Andrew Garfield universe of Spider-Man movies um, showing up in the MCU for whatever reason. Um I I'd be I do know that Jamie Foxx uh, posted something maybe a little early uh, on his social media, basically saying that he is going to be Electro in the MCU, but not the blue skinned version, which is dope because that's that thing was stupid. Those Andrew Garfield movies were pretty bad, man. But uh, I'm excited to see how they could potentially redeem themselves by. Uh, tying those Andrew Garfield movies in a little bit won't make those movies good, but maybe you could still make use of the characters that were established and the stories that were established and make something better of them in future films going forward. So Dr. Strange multiverse of madness. That's the third part of this multiversal saga or whatever. So I think it stands to reason and it's actually already been leaked, too, that one of the big players in this movie, in addition to Wanda Maximoff, uh, you know, following up off the events of WandaVision, that's pretty much a, a given. It's been leaked that one of the big players in the next Doctor Strange movie is going to be America Chavez. Now, America Chavez is not a character I'm super familiar with personally, outside of the realm of Marvel Strike Force. That's goddamn right. If you play Marvel Strike Force, you need an alliance. You're at least 3 million TCP. All right, that's what we need, baby. Let me know. Hit me up in the comments. Anyway, America Chavez is going to be involved in this Doctor Strange movie. And her entire, um, I don't know, I guess I, I shouldn't try to speak to her origin story outside of the fact that she is not of this reality. She's not of this universe. She's from like a different pocket kind of universe. And her power is she's got the ability to punch star-shaped holes between the fabrics or walls of reality or, or universes or whatever. Universes would probably be the better way to say it, not reality. So she's probably going to be some sort of key. Uh, maybe she shows up due to the events of WandaVision. You know, she senses that a lot of fucked up things are going on on Earth due to, you know, Wanda's complete cosmic level meltdown that it's you know bending or, or melting the walls between universes or whatever maybe that's why america chavez shows up in the first place maybe that's what gives her the ability to show up in the first place and then through that with her ability to you know punch star-shaped holes specifically um maybe that will allow us to explore like the multiverse in full and uh I do think it's worth noting that the guy who is going to be directing Multiverse of Madness, uh, he was not the original director, but the person that they hired after they fired the first director is Sam Raimi, um, who did the original Spider-Man trilogy for Sony uh, with Tobey Maguire that we all grew up with. I say we all. I don't know how the fuck old you are. How old are you? 
fucking old enough to have Tobey Maguire be your Spider-Man? Are you? I don't know that you are. Anyway, Tobey Maguire is my Spider-Man from back in the day. And that's not a particularly great thing, because I think he was a terrible Spider-Man, but I think he was a good Peter Parker. Real good at being nerdy. Real good at being, like, cringy, anti... Um, I don't want to say anti-social, but... He was a nerd. He captured the nerd parts of Peter Parker pretty perfectly. Um, so Sam Raimi will be directing Multiverse of Madness. And as of, like, I think earlier today or yesterday, I don't know how valid this rumor is. It is a rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. But um, as of the last 24, 48 hours or so, it's been rumored that Tobey Maguire may join Spider-Man 3 in some capacity. Maybe not as a main cast member. Maybe it's only a cameo appearance. But I do wonder if Tobey Maguire appearing in Spider-Man 3 somehow ties into um, you know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I guess what we really have to consider is what that middle part looks like. Like I feel like we've got a pretty good idea of what WandaVision will be. Maybe not the ultimate consequences of it uh, in stone, but a, a rough enough idea. Um, Spider-Man 3 being the second part of this multiverse saga, right? Now, I think it's sort of a given that in Spider-Man 3, the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man is going to be concerned with, like I said earlier, clearing himself of a potential murder charge against Mysterio and Quentin Beck. Um, what I do find interesting, and this was not um, something I picked up, but something that was pointed out to me. In the Jared Leto Morbius trailer, I hope to God Jared Leto does not fuck up the character of Morbius like he did the Joker, but in the Jared Leto Morbius trailer, it's been confirmed that that Morbius character is going to exist in the Sony Venomverse, right? Word, bird, that's cool. Leave him over there. I don't want Jared Leto in the MCU if we can avoid it. In that trailer, he's walking through an alleyway, and there's a graffiti of Spider-Man on a brick wall with, uh, or I guess, a picture of him. I guess it has to be graffiti, both graffiti, right? So, like, a graffitied Spider-Man, and then the word murderer graffitied over him. However, uh, it is very clearly not the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man. It is Sam Raimi, uh, Tobey Maguire's version of Spider-Man. I think a lot of people saw that and wondered if it was because of a licensing rights thing with the Marvel-Sony deal having not been finalized at that time. I think it could have been intentional all along that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is the one that shows up as uh, you know, the Spider-Man of, of the Morbius and Venom world. It certainly would explain Tom Hardy, you know, be, I haven't watched the Venom movie, full disclosure, but Tom Hardy appears to be, you know, quite a bit older than Tom Holland uh, as Spider-Man does, right? So um, maybe those two being Spider-Man and Venom doesn't really make sense. I guess maybe Tom Hardy being recast as the Topher Grace uh, version of Venom, maybe that's what it is. Is is that how it works? I, I'm not sure. Um but I do think that it was not a mistake that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was the one featured in that uh, Morbius trailer. 
that Morbius trailer, we know um, is going to take place in the same universe as Venom. We know that Venom and the Tom Holland thing are going to be shared in some capacity. There's just, I don't know, man. There's so much to really consider. Um, I, I think the Marvel-Sony deal had to be mutually beneficial. And I think ultimately what Kevin Feige wanted was Tom Holland to continue to do the Spider-Man of the MCU. And he wanted access to some of the Sony characters. Namely, I think Norman, Ars uh, Norman Osborn. Um, I think Sony wanted to continue to you know have Tom Holland be their Spider-Man in their movies because it had the tie to the MCU initially and they could just you know take it and go make it their own thing that they would eventually probably burn to the ground but they could at least you know have a good start to it having you know, the association uh, with the previous MCU continuity I think Kevin Feige thought more of the situation and thought you know how is this going to be mutually beneficial to both of us all the Spider-Man are in play. Let's do a real world into the Spider-Verse. A live action into the Spider-Verse, basically. Um, this has been a really long rant to get here, but I think that what Sony and, and Marvel are building toward collectively is a live action into the Spider-Verse that'll probably star Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Those are probably your three leads in that order. I don't know if there's any other spider people or spider men or spider women that'll be involved. Um, I do know that there's been a spider woman project or maybe a Gwen Stacy project. We know that it's a it's a female spider project. That's probably the best way to say it. That'll be directed by Olivia Wilde. We know that's going to come out and it's supposed to take place in that Sony Spider-Verse continuity. Maybe that, you know, is going to be involved. I I don't think we're going to see the live action spider verse you know equivalent within these three movies i think these three movies are going to build to that event of live action into the spider verse so we see wandavision she starts to rip apart the you know the fabric of all these multiple universes spider-man 3 we start to see the consequences of that with jamie fox's electro maybe coming in um you know presumably in a different way but in, in some way, shape, or form, you have to imagine it ties back to that Andrew Garfield universe. There's, it's not a mistake that he's in this universe. And to kind of follow up on that point, maybe now it's not a mistake that you know uh, J.K. Simmons was cast as J. Jonah Jameson at the end of Far From Home. Maybe it's the same kind of idea. It's like the same person, but like a slightly different version of them. In the Sam Raimi, uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Verse version, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson is a old-fashioned-ish, you know, print guy in the late 90s, early 2000s. Now in the, you know, 2020, when the MCU universe is currently set after the snap, he's like a dude who runs an online blog, like a, a an Alex Jones media sensationalist type. Alternate universe, same character. I, I think that that makes sense. Um... I'm curious to see how they get use Jamie Foxx's Electro uh, in, in Spider-Man 3, but uh, knowing that Benedict Cumberbatch and his Doctor Strange will be there uh, sort of, you know, makes me think that 
we're going to see more Spider-Man or at least another Spider-Man. And I hope that that Spider-Man will be, you know, probably Tobey Maguire or Andrew. I, I imagine it'll be Tobey Maguire that we'll see in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I could see Spider-Man 3 having Jamie Foxx Electro. I could see a, a, an Andrew Garfield cameo very briefly. And that's it. Doctor Strange 2, we get maybe a third act or like the middle act where Tobey Maguire is a you know a central piece of the story. Or maybe it's just a cameo role. Who knows? Maybe it's something like that too. But it's all understood that Tom Holland has now met two other versions of Spider-Man. What are we going to do except team them up in a movie ultimately that will probably you know be the reason that Sony ever agreed to a deal with Marvel in the first place and letting Marvel um, weave this into uh, you know being a central part of the MCU plans going forward and how that's going to continue to prop up Sony's movie studio for the foreseeable future. Um, you know they were smart not to sell Spider-Man outright, but they were smart to continue to you know essentially lease him out or, or let Marvel borrow him or whatever because the only thing it does is continue to prop up anything that they do that is spider-man related so spider-woman movie a spider-gwen movie the next venom movie the morbius movie so long as there is some loose tie and association of the mcu so many benefits so um i'm glad to see that this looks to be a deal that works out for everybody meaning disney meaning sony and especially us the fans uh, let me know if you have any thoughts on uh, how this Spider-Verse nonsense could go in the live action sense. Uh, tweet at me uh, at DBSuperDope1. Uh, what else? Instagram at DBSuperDope. Go join the Facebook group. Link is in the uh, show notes. It's called Roshi's Secret Stash. Because, you know, memes. Also, weed. Also, porno. So that's a nice segue over to Dragon Ball. It is October the 13th. And uh, I've been bitching about it. You know, I bitch all the time. You guys know I'm a bitch. I know I'm a bitch too. That's why I can say I'm a bitch. And this is what I bitched about today. This is what I bitched about today. I bitched about the drafts for the panels coming out, what, five days early. These chapters used to come out on the 20th. Lately, they have been shifted to the 18th. That's fine. But, you know, out of around the 10th, 12th, 13th of each month, these draft panels come out that reveal typically a big point plot point in the next month's chapter so dragon ball fandom <laughs> y'all are pissed you guys are really pissed <laughs> um and i get why it makes sense i'm kind of pissed too I, I don't know if i'm pissed so much as i am just kind of annoyed like they had an opportunity to to end this thing on a pretty high note. And uh, no, I guess they've opted to elongate it for whatever reason. So if you have not seen the panels that we're talking about or that I'm talking about to myself because none of my friends are stupid. None of my friends are stupid. That's a lie. None of my friends can come record today because they are stupid. Um, so what I'm talking to myself about is Goku on the brink of finally ending Moro, he's in his perfected Ultra Instinct. Moro has since lost his uh, crystal, where he could store all his powers. He's lost his hand, where he could absorb other people's powers. Um, 
Moro is basically shit the bed. And what does Goku do? Well, Goku no longer wants to fight as a member of the Galactic Patrol. That was last chapter, right? He takes off the gi. He's an Earthling now. Okay. All right. I see it. We've we've seen you do this several times. I get it. <sighs> then the next thing he does, we've seen him do one time before. The next thing he does in the beginning of this chapter, or I don't know if it's the beginning or what, but at some point in this next chapter, I think it's 65, that we'll be talking about on Monday night with my boy Leonard uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Links in the show notes. Go subscribe. Uh, Come hang out. I think we're going to do the stream live. But at some point in this chapter, Goku decides it's a good idea to ask Krillin for a Senzu bean, and then he throws it at Moro. Moro eats it and uh, presumably regains his strength. Don't know how much of it. Don't know if he's going to regain or like if it's going to heal like his crystal thing where his powers of other people were stored. Uh, who knows? It could like regrow his fucking hand where he could absorb people's powers again. Goku wanted to give him a fair fight, I guess, and uh, send him back to jail for good. Basically, I, I guess I, I don't know, dude, I, I don't understand why he would do this. I don't think anyone does. And that's basically been the consensus and why everyone has been super pissed. Why the fuck would you do that? I just had to watch you shed a fucking tear over your boy with a terrible haircut. Doing a Paul Walker fucking sad fade out into the sun a few chapters ago. That like, what the hell was that about? What was that for? Why did your friend make the sacrifice for you to basically spit in the face of said sacrifice and give due to Senzu me? Like, I understand that it's a callback to the Cell Saga, and this arc has been continuous fucking callbacks to previous Dragon Ball. I mean, a a lot of Super has in a lot of ways, but this arc has been particularly egregious on leaning on previous Dragon Ball. Beginning of it, shades of Namek all day. Uh, Moro's overall appearance and his process uh, and transformation and his plan is basically King Piccolo. Um, A lot of the transformation since he started to absorb people uh, absorption, there you go. Uh, a lot of the Cell Saga stuff. So now him getting a Senzu Bean is another callback to the Cell Saga. In the Cell Saga, people can argue about if that made sense or not. Goku being as cocky as he was about his son about to lay an ass whooping. I personally think he was a stupid idiot, and so did most of his friends that day. Um, whatever fucking side of the argument you fall on, it, it doesn't particularly matter here. In this circumstance, I just feel it makes zero sense at all. Um, Moro has made no secret that he intends to not only kill all of these guys, but then, you know, devour the Earth fully, because that's what he does. He's like the Dragon Ball Z version of Galactus. Um, He, you know, lives off the power of planets. He's made no secret about what he's going to do, and he really hasn't... um, He really hasn't like spared anything in terms of execution on his plan. Like he releases all these prisoners. He, he gets the dragon balls. He, 
he manages to absorb his most powerful people to be able to use them to his advantage. Like he hasn't been a stupid villain in any respect, really. And Goku, I guess, has to be the dumb hero for what? To to make it a fair fight? I don't know if a fair fight is really a thing that this guy is worth uh, giving, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if this guy has, like, the potential of, a, of a, I guess, a Broly, you know, would be the most recent example, you know, to be able to come over to the good side of the fucking force, you know? I don't see a situation in which... Um, you know, like a Piccolo or a TN where they fight for the common good. Like this guy's common good is he's going to eat your fucking planet because that's how he continues to live. And then he will move on to the next planet. That's like, this isn't somebody that can redeem himself. So I don't think that's the reason Goku gave him a Senzu. I don't think. I think Goku is maybe feeling too cocky. In which case, uh, why? Like, what are you? What are you cocky about? Like, you've had to have the interference of your angel friend Maris a couple of chapters ago to be able, and the fact that he had to train you to get you where you are. Like, it's a, just another example of divine interference being the only thing to be able to resolve these arcs, and you just pissed right in that divine interference's face by giving this dude a senzu bean. I just I don't understand why. Um maybe we're not meant to understand why. That's what I'll say to you guys, the Dragon Ball uh community. And I'm gonna be, you know, this is like my initial reaction over the last uh, you know, six or eight hours or whatever. Um I, I still haven't had a, a full few days to sit on it and think about it. Um what I'll say to all the pissed off Dragon Ball fans is I understand why you're, why you're pissed. It it makes completely no sense at all uh, compared, especially when you, you know, consider what we saw a few chapters ago uh, with Maris's, um, you know, sacrifice and Goku's, you know, emotional resonance with that and that being the, the trigger to be able to get him into mastered ultra instinct. It just makes, makes very little sense. Uh, from any of those perspectives. Um, but I, I guess I'll say to the pissed off fans, wait and see what this results in. Now, what it results in, it could be something great. It could be something terrible, right? Either way, if it does end up being something great, it doesn't excuse the fact that this still makes zero sense. Straight up. Makes no sense. Um, I do hope, however, if they're going to throw in a stupid thing like this to be like, Daw, piss all of us off, at least they will. It'll give them an opportunity to like jut off and jut, J-U-T. Is that how you spell that? I don't know if that's a real word or if I just made it up. I think it is. Jut off into a different direction with the end of this story. Um, My... My question is, you know, what is the sense you being heal on Moro? Does it restore that crystal? Does it restore his ability to steal powers? If it does, if he steals Goku's Ultra Instinct power, what the fuck, Goku? You dumb, you dumb, dumb. You dumb, dumb, dumb. If that is the case, how does it resolve? Um, 
I talked about it. I, I don't remember when. I don't know if it was last manga discussion or the one previous, but I think maybe this is the one. Maybe, hopefully. Hopefully? Am I hopeful for it? I don't know that I am. I, I think maybe they're hinting that the Grand Priest will take notice of what's going on. Mainly because this time, one of his own children has just dissipated into nothingness. I feel like he'll probably take notice of that. Maybe he hasn't been paying super close attention to Goku and Vegeta and all that, but one of his kids just being there one day, or he knows exists one day, and then they just disappear into nothing. I feel like maybe that'll you know pop up on his radar. If that's the case, maybe that's what brings the Grand Priest and Zeno to Earth, and that'll be the thing to put down Moro for good. And they'll be like, you get the fuck out of here. I gotta talk to this Goku son of a bitch and ask him what's going on because he was my favorite son with the best haircut and his name was Maris or Maris. I don't really know. I don't. I don't know how to pronounce anything consistently at all. Manga, manga, Maris, Maris, Beerus, Barris. I never say Barris because that sounds like a bear. <laughs> the fuck I say it like that? Bear. All right, so. That's just my initial thoughts on the manga review or the manga panels, I guess, you know, it sucks to know that I am now waiting for the November chapter for Dragon Ball Super before the October chapter even comes out. Just throwing that out there. I understand that it's like a marketing thing that Toei and whatever jump does. Right. Um, I get it. But fuck you guys. All right. Just let me read the whole thing in full. And don't give me a thing that tells me that I already have to be worrying about the next month's chapter. I just want to worry about this month's chapter until you ruined it. Ruined. All right. That's the end of my rant. Maybe next week I'll have a friend. Oh, I will have a friend. I'll have my friend named Leonard. Me and Leonard will be doing a YouTube live stream. I think it'll be a live stream. Uh, go subscribe if you're not subscribed. YouTube.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Link in the show notes. Um, we got some videos, uh, extra videos up on the Patreon. If you want to go check those out, patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. What else? Uh, I think that's basically all the stuff. I think I'm gonna end this one. Doing solo podcasts is fucking tough, dude. But, I did it. I did it. Dude. So I'll talk to you.